Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
Hallelujah. And you told me that if I keep asking, it shall be given. If I keep looking, I shall find it. You told me that if I keep knocking at the door, it will be open. So, Lord, I have been knocking and looking and asking for your wisdom, God, to understand, to get through these obstacles before me, to bring me to my place of destiny in you. I am your child, Lord. Open this door and let me pass with blessings and favor through your mighty hand, straight from heaven above. Father, rain down your favor on me. Let it be such a downpour that I cannot contain it all. Let it spill over to my children around me. I decree and declare your word in Matthew 7 and 7 and 11. Lord, give me the faith Hallelujah. of the Lord and ask you to heal, Father. Do not look away from we me. Give you glory. Into we give you glory. We give you glory. I said we give you glory. As only my Lord and Savior can in the name of Jesus. My God. My Hallelujah. God. Oh Lord, I cry out to you to answer my prayers quickly. Answer me, oh Lord. I'm desperate. And you alone. Do not turn from me. Oh Lord.
Apostle Joe L. Azamoa and Lady Apostle Robin Stokes and myself, and we welcome you. We thank God for you, and we know that God is doing some great things in your life. Amen. So come on out and let God bless you. Hallelujah. Let him touch you on this evening. It's something about coming into the house of God. I know a lot of us can watch live, but it's something when we sacrifice and get out of our beds and get out of our comfort zone and come into the house of the Lord. You know, we're getting so used to just sitting at home and being so comfortable, but God wants us to step out that comfort zone. I know we work all week and we do all things all week, but it just seems like when it comes to the things of God, we always blame our tiredness or blame what we can't do, but I'm telling you, when you press in, hallelujah, this is my second service for today, and it's not easy, amen, but God will strengthen you to do what he called you to do, hallelujah, it's not something that I plan on saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but when God gives you an assignment and he gives you a mandate, you have to obey God, hallelujah, and do what God is telling you to do. A lot of times, you know, we want to, you know, do it just a little bit, but when God say go all the way for me, you got to go all the way for him, hallelujah. So please, I just want to just help somebody. Your blessing is in your sacrifice. Hallelujah. That's right. It's in your sacrifice. It's when you sacrifice, when you come out and you just give a little bit extra and step out a little bit more for God. Hallelujah. Because when we step out more, God can do more. Amen. Because he can trust us with more. And I know a lot of us have been through so many things and so many things been going on this week. But I'm telling you, when you learn to press through, see, it's in the pressing that reminds us that, first of all, we know God knows what he's doing. Amen. God always knows what he's doing. He's not going to put too much on us than we can bear. He's not going to give us too much that we can't handle. He's going to lead the way. Amen. Because God is able. He's able to help us along the way. Amen. He knows the obstacles. He knows the opposition. He knows the things that are before us. So all we have to do is hold on to God's unchanging hand. Because God can fix whatever problems that we have. Let's not focus on the problem, but let's focus and trust God. Let's not focus on what we can't do or what our strength can't do, but let's focus on God. Amen. That's why prayer, hallelujah, is so vital. That's why sacrifice is so vital. That's why obedience is so vital. Because God wants to see how obedient you are. How much are you willing to sacrifice? Hallelujah for him. Amen. So I'm just trying to help you. If you want to, you know, a lot of people say, Apostle, when we look at you, we see you blessed. How, 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 how could you just get so blessed? It's through obedience. It's through sacrificing. It's through becoming selfless, meaning that you back to yourself. You don't, you don't do what you want to do, but you do what God is calling you to do. You don't do it how you want to do it. You do it how God is telling you to do it. Even though sometimes when you just don't feel like getting up and going on, God give you that strength just to pick yourself back up and say, you know what? I feel like going on. So it's not easy carrying this glory. Hallelujah. Everybody think.
think it's like a piece of cake. You know, people don't understand the price tag on the glory. People don't understand the price tag on the anointing. It costs you something. It costs you your time. It costs you your obedience. It costs you your sacrifice. It costs you all things. Are you willing to come up out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to come up out of your sleepiness when you know you're tired, but you got to get up and pray anyway? You know you're tired, but you got to get up and seek the face of God for somebody else. You know you're tired, and after they done talked about you and did everything against you, you still got to pray for them. Come on now. You know you're tired when you don't help them and they don't walk away and they don't make promises that they can't keep, but God said continue to pray for them. Amen. So are you willing to keep on picking back up when everything seems like they have fallen down, when everybody has seemed like they have left you? See, that's when the glory comes. That's when the anointing is released upon you. When you learn to die out to yourself, hallelujah. When you learn how to be selfless, when you learn how to not allow opinions, hallelujah, to control you or dictate your moves or allow people to to, to, to make you be in their box but you know that you're not in the box because the only place where you're at or is in God so on this evening to some in other countries this morning I welcome you and I thank God for you that's why the Lord is saying it's a time that we praise him and we worship him amen see when we praise and we exalt God he comes in Hallelujah. We don't have to press hard because when we just lift our hands onto him, when we just magnify him, when we just glorify him, when we just Shabbat him, when we just give him the glory, when we just continue to just be faithful unto him, when we learn to fear him, when we learn to reverence him, he shows up. He shows out. He come on the scene. Healing take place. Deliverance take place. The glory of God is in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Favor is being released. Repentance have come. Reconciliation has been released. Come on now. We have been reformed. We have been transformed. We have renewed our minds. Now we are positioning to get into position where God is calling us. So now we can thank God. We can give him thanksgiving. We can continue to intercede, hallelujah, and call out his name. Hallelujah. Begin to ask any request that we have unto him. Why? Because we went into a place of praise. We went into a place of worship. We have exalted our God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about your gods, but I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, you know, some people got some other gods. And those other gods always take the time away from God. That's why God is saying in this season, you can't keep making excuses. Saying because of this and because of that. God is looking for people that are just not just showing up just to help. But people who are faithful. People who are loyal. People who are willing to do whatever it takes. No matter what it takes. No matter how long it takes. But they're willing because they're willing to do whatever they need to do for God. Not for me. Not for woman. Not for man. But for God. Hallelujah. So now that we have went into a place of praise and we have worshiped God and we have exalted him and we have come into a place of repentance, 
kneeling down unto him, giving him thanks as we begin to intercede, as we have interceded, as we have listened to dollar prayer. Hallelujah. We have listened to the 21 days of prophetic prayers. Hallelujah. And we have asked and requested certain things from God. Now we're just going ahead and just thanking him. Come on, we're about to go into a place where we're about to shout unto him. Because we already thank him for him delivering us. We thank him for already answering our prayer. Come on now. See, we got to learn how to thank God before it happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a sound. There's a sound. Let's wait to hear that sound. There's a sound that is being released that we need to hear from God. Hallelujah. That's that sound. There it go. There it go right there. Hallelujah. Go ahead and thank your God. Go ahead and praise your God. Go ahead and shabbat your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. No Lies brought to you by iTrust Capital. 
By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know you can invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. They washed around. Hallelujah. They, wa- they washed around. Hallelujah. Seven times. Seven days complete. And they wanted to make sure that those walls fell down. Hallelujah. Whatever walls that you got, I dare you to go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and worship and walk around. Hallelujah. So that those walls, hallelujah, fear can come down. Amen. Hallelujah. 
We give God the praise. Amen. We thank the Lord on this evening. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started in the word. Hallelujah. We're not going to be before you long because I know God is about to do some great things. Amen. In our life. Glory to God. So I need you to go ahead and get your Bibles out. I need you to go ahead and get your journals out. I need you to go ahead and um, send this to somebody. Hallelujah. But I need for you to come on out. Hallelujah. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio. Hallelujah. Suite 5, 45014. Come and join us this evening. Amen. The glory and the anointing of God is in this house. Amen. I feel his presence so strong. We thank God for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And again, we thank God for Apostle Joe L. Ezamora. God bless you, man of God. Hallelujah. Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry. What an honor. Hallelujah. To collaborate with such a great ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are grateful for you on today. We're grateful that you have joined us. And we're just going to get into the word of God. Amen. We're not going to be before you long. We're just going to touch here and there so that we can receive what God has for us. I believe that in the book of Exodus chapter 14, it's something about that number. 14. It reminds me 7 plus 7 equals 14. Complete, complete and complete. Hallelujah. That's 21. But I'm on I'm on 14. But verse 21 means something as well. Amen. So at the end of the day, it's 14 chapter, it's chapter 14. But verse 21 is something in this chapter. So that's why I said complete, complete. For 7 plus 7, which equals 14, chapter 14. And then another complete because we go to verse 21. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Decrease me that you may increase, Holy Spirit. That you will give me the word that I would need to say to your people on this evening. Oh, Holy Spirit, let your word touch the heart of the people. Let their hearts be open. Let them receive deliverance. Let the truth burn in their hearts and open up so that every wickedness and every lie can be released out of their heart. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word on today. We don't take it for granted, but God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something on this evening. You see, it's time to cross over because enough is enough. I don't think you heard me. I said you see. See, I'm not talking about S-E-E, -E, but I'm talking about S-E-A. See, it's time to cross over. Enough is enough because we're going to be talking about the sea, the Red Sea. See? You got to see that the Red Sea is what you're going to need to cross over. So I said, you see, it's time 
to cross over because enough is enough. Have you had enough? I don't know about you, but enough is enough in my life. Hallelujah. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going back around and I'm not going back through those revolving doors because enough is enough, you see. It's time for me to cross over because I don't had enough. I don't had enough of heartbreaks. I don't had enough of isolation. I don't had enough of rejection. I had enough of let down and let go. Enough is enough. I'm about to continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand. I'm not letting his hand go. I'm not grabbing no man or no woman hand, but I'm grabbing the king of glory hand. And I'm not going to let it go because enough is enough. You see, it's time to cross over, y'all, because enough is enough. See, the interest of my words give me light. It gives understanding to the simple. So because of that, I know that because in all things, I'm going to get the understanding that I need to get because enough is enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's talk a little bit about the book of Exodus chapter 14. God gave specific instructions to the Israelite. We know the story of the children of Israel. They were in slavery. That's right. They were in slavery. Anytime you're in slavery, that means that someone has control over you, meaning that you have to do what they tell you to do. You can't do what you want to do, and you can't get up when you want to get up or go when you want to go, but you are in control. Somebody else is in control of your every move. Somebody is in control how you get up, how you move, what you do, and what you say. And the children of Israel was up under Pharaoh's control, so they were up in bondage, glory to God. And God was listening to their cry. See, as they were in their journey, they felt as though that they was abandoned. But what they did not know is that they were the children of Israel. They were God's anointed. They were God's chosen people. Even though they were some stick-necked people, there were some hard-headed people, there were some, oh my God, type of people. You know those type of people. But God still loved them anyway. But these children of Israel, they murmured, they complained, and God still showed his hand. They went and worshiped other gods, and God still showed his hand. Why? Because they were the chosen one. But then, at a particular time, enough was enough. God was tired of playing with them. Let me tell y'all something. You know, in the Old Testament, we had an angry God. See, God wasn't playing in the Old Testament. He was taking them out. We know the book of Jeremiah. Glory to God. We know the book of Daniel. We know the book of the prophets. When God gave specific instruction to the prophets. And the prophets had to do what God said to do. Because if they did not do what God said to do, they will be wiped out just like the command and the instructions that God gave them for the people that he wiped out. God came in wiping them out in the thousands. Hallelujah. Because they were disobedient. They were hard backs, hard necks. They wanted to do things their own kind of way. They were in worshiping other gods 
after God done helped them, after God done did everything for them, and they begin to still worship other gods and other idols. They begin to go and do things that was outside the will of God, and then they would come and put a brick at their nose saying, God is good. God is this. This is my God, but they were behind closed doors sinning like crazy. God was not playing in the Old Testament. He was taking them out one by one, but we thank God that the New Testament, hallelujah, grace and mercy, hallelujah, has saved most of us, amen. But God is still not playing. But the children of Israel had an opportunity to escape their bondage, to escape, hallelujah, the slavery that they have been in for so many years because God had heard their cry, hallelujah. But at the end of the day, they was just not going to leave just like that. They had to follow the instructions by God. Anytime somebody gives you instructions, that means that it's the plan. It's something called step by step. It's something called A to Z. You can't just go from A to Z. You got to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, and Y, and Z. But we don't want to do it that way. We want to go from A all the way down to Z. We don't want to go to C to D, but we want to go to B to Z. But y'all, it don't work like that because it's something called process. See, in order for you to be able to get what God got for you, you got to be able to go through the process. See, the process is not easy. The process, you're going to lose some things. You're going to lose yourself. See, the thing is, we want a microwave hallelujah process, but it's not, it's, not, it's not something called a microwave process. It is a oven process. Hallelujah. A hot process. Hallelujah. A burning process. Hallelujah. Sometimes getting burnt on both sides. My God. You are not going to ever receive the true anointing from God if you don't learn how to go through the process. Because the process is what makes you. The process is what breaks you. The process is what allows you to get into that place called the kings of glory. Hallelujah. Into the holies of holies. It is the process that makes you become who God created you to be. But we don't want to go through the process. We want to go through the microwave process. We want it overnight. We want a name for ourselves. We want people to see what we can do and what we are made of. You need to be broken. You need to be died out to yourself in order to go through the process. And the children of Israel had to learn to go through the process. Because guess what, y'all? That's why they had to go around and around. Hallelujah. Because they did not want to go through the process. The reason why you keep going around and keep coming back to that same beginning, the point of beginning, is because you trying to outdo the process. You can't get what Johnny and Carol got. They went through the process. They had to die and lose some things and lose some people. You can't just wake up today and think you're going to be where they are. It was a process for them to be where they are and for them, for them to be who they are. Why are you going so hard, apostle? You haven't even started preaching. Because God's saying that quit trying to not go through the process. Most of us is trying to get it overnight. And the reason why it's not working is because you don't want to go through process. You don't want to be processed. When you bake a cake, you can't just put the cake in the oven. It's a process. You got to mix the cake. And when you mix the cake, it's ingredients that you got to put in the cake in order, first of all, for the cake to stick. 
for the cake to come out fluffy. You can't just throw it in a pan, throw some water without mixing in the butter and the oil and the eggs and the milk. You got to be able to put that in, but you still got to go through the process and what? Stroke it. You got to stroke it until it's smooth. You got to stroke it until the lumps come out. You got to stroke it until it's real, real slimy. So that when you pour it into the pan, but you can't just pour it into the pan. You got to oil the pan. You got to flour the pan so that it won't stick. Come on, somebody. It won't stick to the pan. But we don't want to go through process. But we want a nice chocolate cake. But we don't want to go through the process. That's why God had to give instructions to the children of Israel. Because he knew from previous experiences that they did not like to go through the process. We don't like process. Why? Because process is what breaks us. It brings us out of our comfort zone. It makes us vulnerable. It makes us to really see who we really is. Most of us don't want to see who we are. We want to keep living in a lie. We want to keep living in the closet. We want to keep living in darkness. But no, you have to come out and be in this marvelous light. So in the book of Exodus chapter 14, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before, hallelujah, Paharoth, between Magdal and the sea, over against Baal, Zephon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them in. That's what he thought. And I will hearten Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did say. Hallelujah. See, this right here is God speaking. God is speaking. He knows his heart already. He knows Pharaoh's heart. He knows already what's going to happen. But he still has to say it. And he said that, and it was told that the king of Egypt, that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt. For those who just came in, Exodus chapter 14, and captains over every of them. And the Lord heartened their heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with the high hand. But the Egyptians, say but the Egyptians, but the Egyptians pursued after them. And the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and kept them by the sea. Come on, y'all. Come on now. They, they right there. Come on. Fear. Fear right now because they're saying, wait a minute. We stuck. It's nothing between us. But if we go back, it's the army. And if we go forward, it's the sea. I said the message today is, you see, it's time to cross over. Enough is enough. You see, we have to see. We can't turn back. We got to cross over. Because if we go back, 
ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobello locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. The devil is a liar. So therefore, they knew, uh-uh, something ain't right. Why would God bring us out here? And there is a red sea. There's a sea here. How are we going to get across here? How are we going to come across this? But let's go. So fear began to come into the people. And even in today's time, fear has overcame most of us. We fear everything. We fear we may lose our jobs. We fear our children may do this or do that. We fear we may not have enough money to take care of this and take, you know, we fear those things before really a fear that's really a fear, you know, like a fear if we may get close to the bridge and we may fall off. Now, you may fear that because you're right there on the edge and you know if you fall off, if you look down, it ain't no surviving. So, of course, that type of fear going to rise up. But I ain't talking about that type of fear. We're walking in fear of things that the Bible already said that, first of all, God will provide all of our needs. By his stripes, we're already healed. Come on now, we're more than conquerors. Come on, press towards the mark and the high calling of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we press on, that means that when we get there, hallelujah, he's already there, signs of deliver. So these are things that's already guaranteed to us. These are promises that have already been given unto us. Why do we fear? Let me help us. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lift up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptian marched after them. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord and said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt this with us to carry us forth of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness? Now here come God. Here come God. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. 
which we will shew to you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them again no more. No more. See, the difference between Moses and the children of Israel was this. Moses was sent by God. Moses went through process. We know that Moses was raised by outside of his family, by Pharaoh and his daughter. We know that God gave him favor in the palace. But then as he got older, he committed a crime and he had to flee. But at the end of the day, it was because the purpose that was on his life. So he went through a burning bush experience. He went through some other different experiences. But God was taking him through the process, even through every experience. Even, even taking the children of Israel away to cross over was also an experience that God was giving unto Moses for process. But at the end of the day, God used Moses to lead the children of Israel. Amen. But Moses let them know something really simple. Be of good courage. Be still. Stand. And see what God has for us. Amen. See, they didn't expect Moses to just say that. Because the Red Sea, the sea was in front of them. They thought that he would probably come and say, well, we're going to get some boats. We're going to get something to get across there. You know, he thought, they thought probably he was going to come with an excavation saying how they're going to get across there. But he came and said, no, stand still and watch the hand of God. See, at the end of the day, you wouldn't expect him to say something like that when you got an army behind you. When you got somebody that's about to take you out. You need to know, okay, what is the solution? What are we going to do? We're surrounded. So how are we going to get up out of this? This is a battle that we're in. But he let them know. If we're in a battle, but this is a battle that we don't have to fight. God will fight for us. See, faith is the key to our salvation. And faith is also the key to sanctification. We don't run from the things that God called us to. But we stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Why? Because the Lord shall fight for us. And he will hold our peace. The work that he did for us on the cross allows us to hold our peace. It frees us. It gives us the ability to be courageous. It gives us the ability to be more than conquerors. Hallelujah. We're able to take up a whole armor of God and be able to withstand the devil in the day. Just like the Bible tells us, it says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the devil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded up your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication. See, it's not easy standing courageously by yourself. It's not easy standing alone and being still and waiting on the hand of God either. But at the end of the day, we must not run. We must not hide because this is called process. We must not allow fear to overtake the process. Because, see, sometimes we are caught between a rock and a hard place. 
But we got to learn to stand still and look up to God because he has not only our salvation, but also our deliverance. See, he knows our way. He sees what we're going through. We got to look at the big picture that's in store for us. Amen. We got to understand that we did not choose him. He chose us. Amen. So at the end of the day, he cares for us. He looks over us. He is everything to us. He lead our way. So as God continued to lead them, he let them know, let me remind you something. I will never leave you. You know, remember, the Bible lets us know, God will never leave us nor forsake us. But let me remind some of you, hallelujah, on this evening. God did not bring us this far just to leave us. Amen? See, I know in secret, you too may be facing a Red Sea experience. Again, I'm going to declare to you on this evening, no matter what you're going through today, or what you may have went through last night, or what you think you're going to have to go through tomorrow. Don't believe it. Know that God did not bring you this far to leave you and just to let you go. So at the end of the day, you got to understand that God got you. Do you believe me? I, I don't think y'all believe me. I don't think y'all hear me. But let me prove it to you from this word that I know that is true and absolutely true. Because the Bible reminds us in Joshua 1 and 5, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Come on. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's word. God is letting us know. No one, no devil, no enemy, nobody will be able to stand up against you in all your days of your life. So why are you fearing? Now, may we leave God, but he would never leave us. Yeah, we may leave God. We may walk away for a little bit, y'all. We may get a little comfortable over here and say, I'm just going to go sit out a little while over here just until I get myself together. God don't want you to get yourself together. You can't get yourself together. You need God to get yourself together. I remember I kept telling myself, like, no, I'm just going to wait until I get myself together. God would not leave me alone because I couldn't get myself together. He needed me like I was, a mess, so that he could get me together. See, we may leave God, but he would never leave us. No matter how bleak the situation may be, no matter, no matter how empty the feelings come, God would never leave us. His promises is true. His word is above all. We can move forward because he goes before us. We don't have to get stuck. We don't have to wait. When God tells us to go, we need to go. We don't need to just stop and freeze and get all cold and say we can't move. See, if God is for us, who can be against us? There is none like him, and he would not allow his word to return back void. Amen? So in the book of Exodus, we see that the children of Israel is being led out of Egypt, out of, out of Egyptian bondage in the land of milk and honey, the promised land. But before they can enter into the promised land, come on now, there's something called process. Process. The Red Sea is part of the process. So by the end Hallelujah of Exodus. Not only is we going to see how they crossed over, but we're going to see how they reacted 
in the midst of their process. We already hear them murmuring right now. Because they said to Moses, like, wait a minute. Did you bring us out of Egypt just to take us away to die in the, in the wilderness? So right there, there is doubt. Amen. But at the end of the day, you know, Moses had to think about it for a minute. Like, wait a minute. Now, I remember when God guided them along the way. When he brought them into light. Remember, the light, when it was dark, he brought light. When the, when the pillar of cloud by day, but a pillar of fire by night. So we must understand that the Lord's presence never left them. Amen. But now that we're traveling over here to chapter 14, God gives as well a special command to Moses. He's giving him instructions on how to get them across. How to get them through this process. Amen. So he tells him, tell the Israelites to turn back. Tell them to turn back, kept by the sea. I'll harden Pharaoh's heart. He'll pursue the Israelites, but I'll gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and his army. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. You don't have to fight your enemy. I got this. How many of us have cried out to the Lord in the midst of our wilderness? See, the wilderness is another process. The wilderness is a place where none of us want to be. But the wilderness allows us to get closer to God. Because the wilderness is a dry place. A wild, the wilderness is an isolated place. The wilderness is a place of loneliness. A the wilderness is a place of brokenness. A, a wilderness is a place of selflessness. The wilderness is a place of humility. The uh, wilderness is a place of us dying out to ourselves. The wilderness is even a place of famine. A place sometimes where we may lack. We think that we're lacking, but really God has provided for us. But we're used to having so many different things. We get comfortable with the things, and when we begin to lose the things, we feel that we have lost it all. But at the end of the day, God gave Moses instructions. How many of us have cried out in the wilderness? I believe everybody. Because the wilderness is not a place to be. But at the same time, did Moses answer God quickly? No. It took 40 years for him to go through process. We go through process when we turn on the microwave for two minutes. We got process, microwave, prophets, apostles, evangelists, ministers of God, which we're all ministers of God. We should be first ministers of God, servants of God. Those are just the gifts we operate in. It's the fivefold. But we all need to be ministers of God. We all need to be ambassadors of God, ancestors, intercessors. The, the fivefold uh, 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 giftings of the fivefold ministers, the gifts that we work in to edify the body of Christ, to go forth to do the ministry, the work of the ministry. So Moses went through this process. It took a long time. Why? Because they did not hear. They did not want to listen. And the reason why it's taking us long is because this same reason. 
They don't want to listen. They don't want to stay in the fire a little longer. They're ready to jump out the fire. They don't want to go in the oven. They want to go in the microwave. Evangelists, they want to go in the microwave. They don't want to go in the oven. The oven is hot. Microwave, you just get processed for a couple minutes. But oven, hot. Hot, hot. You may come out burnt. Hallelujah. Microwave, you gonna burn, but not like an oven. But an oven is going to give you such an anointing, glory. When you walk in a place, you ain't going to have to say nothing. Just the atmosphere is going to have to come on, come into alignment with your authority. That's the type of anointing I'm talking about. But we don't want to go through that oven experience. But at the same time, God wants us to depend totally on him. Because when we depend totally on God, he protects us. He provides for us. He provides a way of escape at the same time that even when he made the place for us, sometimes a hard process. Because he wants us to get it. Hallelujah. Why did God send a deliverer? Because they needed deliverance. God would send us a deliverer. But what happens is we miss that deliverer because we get offended. And when we get offended, we leave the place of our deliverance. And we never meet our deliverer. So that's why we continue to struggle and struggle and don't receive the deliverance that we need because we have left the deliverer that God has sent us. Moses was their deliverer. He was going to deliver them out of bondage. He led them, hallelujah, out of their slavery. Hallelujah. But when they came to the Red Sea, how could now you turn back and question God? He brought you out of Egypt. You've been in slavery for all these years. You got away from the Egyptians. You're out of their sight. I know they're pursuing you, but y'all are out. So if you are out, do you think God going to let you get back in? If you know that he sent his deliverer to deliver you? God forbid. He would never do that. So at the end of the day, why now, you see, when it's time for us to cross over, I thought enough was enough. I thought you was tired of going through that. I thought you was tired of always coming to that one place that you've been trying to be delivered from, but you keep on getting yourself back into that situation. I thought enough was enough. See, I don't know about you, but for me, I thought enough was enough for me. But it was not. Because I kept on touching the hot stove. I kept on stepping out the will of God. But there came a time where I was sick of tired, I'm sick of tired. So, you see, I knew it was time for me to cross over because enough was enough. It was enough for me. I didn't want to keep going back through the same thing. Amen. So at the end of the day, how could y'all have this fear when God has sent the deliverer to get you over the Red Sea? But all they kept seeing was there was no way across. Now, we would have said the same thing. The Red Sea? Hey, first of all, I know I would have I can't swim. <laughs> Hallelujah. So how am I get across there? 
Now, if we was in a lake, we may make it. A river, I don't know. Because the currents are pretty fast. But you talk about a sea where the waves are being what? Tossed to and fro. And you're telling me that I'm not to cross that? Now my eyes is telling me I won't make it. But my spirit and my faith need to tell me I have already crossed it. Because you see. Ah, nothing beats grilling on a Sunday afternoon. Oh man, will you look at that? John finally did it. He got a skag, Tiger Cat 2, zero turn mower. There's no mistake in that cat's eye gold color. Durable, tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion suspension seat. Powerful engine. <coughs> well, I hope the kids like their burgers well done. The moment you know you want a skag. Visit skag.com to find out why skag mowers are simply the best. I have crossed over because enough is enough. I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying. Enough is enough. So at the end of the day, they didn't understand that the Lord will guide them. And guard them along the way. All they kept thinking about was the sea. All they kept thinking about, like, we stuck. We When we turn around, he go to Egyptians. We can't go back. This is what's in front of us. Water, sea, nothing else. How are we getting over there? God, why did you bring us here for us to die? Why? I mean, we could have just stayed back there and just kept going through what we was going through. I mean, why? I don't understand it. But at the end of the day, a special wind was going to dry up that sea. So they didn't have to worry about it, but they did not know that. But they had to really go back and reminisce because, see, if they would have really went back and just thought about the pillar of fire, hallelujah, if they could have just went back and just saw the, 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 the pillar of fire and picture God's presence moving from in front of them and stood behind them and shield them from their problems, hallelujah, See, God blocked Pharaoh's chariots from their eyes. He brought darkness onto Egypt's side, but light was on Israel's side. That right there should have let them know, like, okay, God is still with us. Amen. See, the Lord began to even, hallelujah, let them see that the, the Egyptians could not even touch them. Hallelujah. They, they, they couldn't even catch up with them. But at the end of the day, all they can think about is that if they catch us, they're going to make our life miserable. If they catch us, we're going to die. If they catch us, it's not going to be the same. So this is in their mind. Fear. Fear gets in your mind to where you begin to doubt God. Fear gets into your mind where you begin to um, be afraid of something that is not even real. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, we must understand that we cannot allow fear to overtake us. Amen. We cannot allow fear to overtake us. So fear would try to make us believe a lie. Fear would make us believe that it's not true. Fear would make us go and hide and not come out. That's what the enemy wanted them to do. He wanted them to fear. Fear. Have fear. But at the end of the day, Moses could not let them have fear. Moses had to stand up and allow them to visualize. Look, the Bible lets us know that Moses said unto them, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of God, which he will shoot to you this day. 
For the Egyptian who you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and shall, and shall hold your peace. That is what the word of the Lord came to them from Moses. So at the end of the day, Moses had to assure the people of God that God was with them and God is staying with them. But at the end of the day, Israel, um, the children of Israel still gave into their fear. They did not believe God. They did not trust God. Just like some of us. God has given us already the promises. We have got prophetic word after prophetic word. The Spirit of God have spoke to us. The Spirit of God have, have came and soup with us. And the glory have overtaken us. And have dropped some kingdom nuggets into our spirit. And gave us revelation and mysteries of God's word. And we still don't believe God. We allow fear to overtake us. But on today, I decree and declare that fear dies today. No more fear shall come into your life in Jesus' name. They did not believe God. They did not want to believe. All they could just think of is just the Egyptians getting them. They even tried to cry out to God. Hallelujah. But the thing is, there's no faith in fear. You can't have faith. And say, you can't have, um, say you got faith, but you got fear. No, 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 It don't work hand in hand like that. Faith doesn't have, don't, don't, don't include fear. Because faith is allowing you to walk into the unknown. It's allowing you to walk into something that you can't see. It's something as small as a mustard seed. You don't even see it. But you, you, you feel it. You, 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 you can, you can, you can take, touch it. You can taste it. You can smell it. You can hear it. You, you know that it's right there at your reach, even though you haven't saw it. But you know it because the promise of the God. That's why it says, fear not, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Sometimes that's hard to do. Why? Because of fear and also anxiety. Hallelujah. When anxiety and fear come, it allows us to miss God. It allows us to get into a place of doubt and unbelief. And then we allow our minds to play tricks on us. And then that gives the enemy the opportunity to come into our minds and play tricks on our mind and begin to pour in his lies. That's why anytime the spirit of fear or anxiety try to rise up in us, we have to cast that spirit out quickly so that the enemy won't have no, no gain in our spirit to be able to even speak a lie. Amen. So that's why we must motivate ourselves. We must have confidence and boldness in ourselves so that we won't allow fear or anxiety to creep up in our life. That's why we have to stay in the word of God. Because when we stay and study in the word of God, the word of God builds our faith. When we continue to pray in the spirit, it builds our most holy faith. The word of God also equipped us so anytime fear or anxiety or any demonic activity tries to come into our spirit, it has to be cast out because the word of God is so strong. Come on, it's like a two-edged sword, amen? So therefore, it will not penetrate. That's why you got to get word in you. I ain't talking about just being able to quote the scripture. I'm talking about being able to get word in you. So when those situations come up, you know how to put the word of God on that. Hallelujah. You need to know, see, at the end of the day, we must understand that faith is not pretending that trouble is not there or obstacles or circumstances don't forget, I mean, exist. But faith is understanding that God is in control. See, faith is not saying that it's not there. It's not saying that the problem is not there. It's not saying that you don't have that situation. You have the situation. 
You have the problem, but guess what? Your problem ain't bigger than your God. Your circumstance ain't bigger than your God. God got you. God got that situation that you're in. So we got to learn to what? Trust in God. We got to understand that God is in control no matter what the situation is. Because faith says that God is good all the time. Not sometimes. Not in, 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 in our good days or our bad. All the time. And also it lets us know that God can be trusted no matter what comes our way. Because God, first of all, is creator of all things. All creation of heaven and earth. So therefore, he is still on the throne, meaning that nothing can get past him. Hallelujah. So that means that anything that we need, all we have to do is ask God. That's why the presence of God um, and the Holy Spirit is so important in our life because this right here activates the will of God to begin to move in our life. So the Shekinah glory comes in like a flood and God is on the scene dealing with that circumstance, dealing with that problem, dealing with that situation in our life. But we have to learn how to trust God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to let him. Because what happens is we don't want to take our hands off of it. We want to give it to God and then pick it back up. We want to give it to God and say, okay, here you go for a week, and then take it back another day, give it back to God another three weeks, take it back another day. No, no, no. You need to give it to God and leave it right there. You need to depend totally on him. Amen? You don't need to depend on yourself. You got to make a choice on today. Are you going to be willing to hand it over to God and leave it there, or are you going to play panty cake and keep taking it back and forth? If you're going to do that, you got to continue to be in your situation. You got to learn how to give it to God. Because when you give it to God, you are allowing him to take over and be control of what he said that he would do for us. He said he will fight for us all the days of our life. So we have to learn how to let God fight for us. And all we have to do is ask and lean and wait upon the Lord and not be afraid, but stand firm and be still and wait and see the salvation of the Lord. Just like Moses told the children of Israel. But at the end of the day, we don't want to do that because we don't want to go through the process. We want everything to be overnight. But guess what, y'all? Let's learn to go through the process. When we learn to go through the process, then guess what? The leader can lead us across our Red Seas. Just like Moses is about to lead them across the Red Sea. Because God gave him specific instructions on how to get them across the street. Excuse me, across the sea. But at the same time, Moses had to obey God. Amen. But Moses did something. He began to cry unto God. He began to cry unto God. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Therefore cry thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up their rod and stretch out their hand over the sea, divide it, and the children of Israel go to dry through the midst of the sea. Come on now. He told Moses, come on, get into a place of prayer. Get into a place of intercession. Get into a place where I can hear your voice so that when you begin to depart that sea and do what I told you to do, that water going to move on your behalf. See, when we begin to obey God, God begins to divide things in our life. Amen. So at the end of the day, God began to oppose the enemy. He opposed the enemy because he allowed the children of Israel to cross over the Red Sea. But he swallowed up their enemy. Because when he gave Moses the command, Moses obeyed the command. 
See, when God brings a leader in charge, that means that God wants us to obey those that God has put before us to lead us into a place that God is taking us, not to control us into a place. It's a difference. We need to be led into a place that God is leading us to. But at the same time, we got to understand that this was a Red Sea miracle. This was a Red Sea experience. This was a Red Sea process for not only Moses, but also the children of Israel. Why? Because God knew what he was doing. When he led them around the desert and then brought them to the Red Sea, he knew what he was doing. He wanted them to see how big their God was. He wanted them to know that if I can divide the Red Sea, don't you know I can bring you to a place of milk and honey? You know how big a sea is? Milk and honey is not that much. But a sea is more than milk and honey. And I'm giving you milk and honey, but how are you going to receive milk and honey if you don't even believe the Red Sea? You see, we're crossing over, y'all. Enough is enough. So God reminds us. He leads the way. He knows the way. See, God is able to turn our hearts just like he turned Pharaoh's heart. He holds things in his hand. He could turn around the evil working in this world because he created heavens and earth. He can turn the wicked to do right. He can control them to do what they're supposed to do by changing their hearts. It is the heart surgery that God has to do in order for, man's to ch for man to change. It's all in the heart. If the heart has not changed, it's going to be hard for them to, re to reform, transform, or renew their mind if there has not been a heart change. There needs to be a heart operation. They need to go through it on the heart floor. They need to go through the heart process because without a new and clean heart, you will never fulfill your wilderness experience. You will never, ever cross over your Red Sea. The heart has to change. Because when the heart changes, you know who your true and living God is. Amen. See, God sometimes heart in people's heart in our life because he wants us to know, I don't want you to keep depending on them. I need you to depend on me. We want to depend on people too much. When God is saying, no, I don't need you to depend on people. I need you to depend on me. I need you to trust me. I need you to know that I am God. Quit running to people. Run to me. Run to your shelter. Run to your refuge. Run to your fortress. I'm there. Run to your hiding place. Run to your secret place. I'm there. I'm waiting for you. When are you coming? You used to come. You used to come and, and seek me. You used to come and seek me daily. You used to come and seek me 24-7. What happened? Where are you? God is saying, you know, I'm knocking. God is knocking. God is knocking at our door. We're not opening our door for God. But we're opening up our door for people. But not God. God is still knocking. That's why you keep hearing the knocking. You always say, did you hear that? That's God. He's knocking. He wants you to let him into your hearts. He wants you to let him into your hearts. So that he can change your heart. Give you a new heart. Cleanse your heart so that you can be able to walk into your purpose and destiny. I can't finish all this up tonight because I want to respect the time because this is a process. So by God's grace 
And the Lord is willing on next Sunday evening, we're going to finish this up, you see? Because we're crossing over. Enough is enough. You see? I'm talking about the Red Sea. You see? We're crossing over. Enough is enough. Is enough enough? Oh, yeah, enough is enough. Enough is enough. So in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, everybody stand. We thank you. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your right now word, Lord, that you have allowed us to see us crossing over. Because enough is enough. God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We magnify your name. We thank you for this word on tonight. And Holy Spirit, even as you download more into me. So on next week, if it's by your will, oh God, that we come back and we release more, you see, as we cross over. Because enough is enough to your people. So that the heart would change. The renewing of the heart would come. That you would give many a new heart. And take out a stony and hard heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. And glory to God. Dear Heavenly Father. For those that may not know you. Right now in the name of Jesus. Just go ahead and open up your mouth and confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you, and that you ask him to forgive you of every sin, knowingly or unknowingly, in the mighty name of Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart and cleanse your heart. Ask him to come in to save you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, God, for saving them on this evening. And I thank you for opening up a door of change. I thank you for reformation, transformation, renewing of the mind, and transformation in their lives. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that would be endowed in them as they open up their mouth wide and receive the precious spirit of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And God, I thank you, O oh God, that you would even send divine connections in their life to help build them, God. Get them into your word, God, the word of God. Let them be equipped with your word. Teach them all things in your word. Allow the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to come into their hearts, even as they open up the Bible and begin to read it. They will have an understanding of your word, oh God. Let the word of God, God, burn hallelujah, in their hearts, oh God. Let them have a hunger and a thirst for your word, waking up to your word, laying down to your word, just seeking your word day and night in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We magnify your name and we glorify you on this evening. And Lord, until we come back again, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. So we thank everybody for joining us. Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry and SOAR International Outreach Network. We thank God for Apostle Joe L. Zamora, First Lady Robin Stokes. God bless you. We'll be back here again on Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. And again, we do have the food pantry here. If you're interested in getting food, it is open to everyone, no matter if you're in Hamilton County, Butler County, Claremont County, so you can come to get the free food.
food that you need. Hallelujah. And we are by appointment only Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we also serve the food after service on Sunday. Hallelujah. So you can call 302-990-8457. Amen. To call to set an appointment to come during the week. Amen. So may God bless you. May God keep you in perfect peace in Jesus name. Thank you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.